God in the Wild, a podcast exploring the faith journeys of members of Idlewild Presbyterian Church. This podcast is produced by the Young Adult Ministry in collaboration with the Nurture Ministry Unit. This season, our conversations will explore our community's experiences of the year 2020. I'm Elizabeth Doolin, the Director of Young Adult Ministry. And I'm Jacob Pierce, the Director of the Nurture Ministry Unit. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, welcome. Today is Sunday, January 31st, 2021. It's about uh, 3 o'clock p.m. here in Memphis, and my name is Mary Ellen Dumas. I am joined by um, Katie Cole, Andy Hill, and Lisa Street. These are just a few women I have had the pleasure to meet through Presbyterian Women and other activities at Idlewild. Um, We are currently in a variety of locations. Thanks to technology, we are able to gather together. And I will let each one of these lovely ladies uh, briefly introduce themselves. Okay, I'll go first. Sounds good. Katie Cole, I'm at my home on 1464 Good Bar. I've been retired for about six years now and have been a member of Idlewild probably 35 years and um, have been very active with the Presbyterian women, especially since my retirement, and am glad to be here as a participant in this podcast. We are glad to have you. Okay, I'll, I'll go next. I'm Andy Hill, and I've been a member of Idlewild, I think, since 1959, which oh. is a long, long time. Um, I always get sort of confused of how to, you know, when you introduce yourself, when somebody asks you to introduce yourself, it um, seems like it always comes down to, um, like, in relation to who, like, I'm somebody's daughter, or I'm somebody's wife, but I am somebody's daughter, I am somebody's wife, I'm somebody's mother, and I'm a grandmother for 15, 15 uh, grandchildren, you know, uh, I guess the only thing, other thing I'll, I'll say, my first real participation at Idlewild uh, long, long time ago, I was teaching Sunday school. Do y'all remember when Louise Lawson was, you know, was at Ottawa? I was teaching her son Buck in Sunday school, and I almost lost him out the window. He somehow had opened a window, and this is, I know it was like the first floor, but it was really the second floor because the basement's like below you. The kid opened the window and crawled out, and I grabbed him by his feet and pulled him back in. So that was my first introduction to participating in something at Idlewild. I almost lost the minister's kid. Well, I'm Lisa Street, and I guess I'm the new kid on the block. Uh, Don and I have been members for a little over seven years, uh, moving here from another Presbyterian church um, in Pennsylvania. And I live on Mud Island, and I'm the current Presbyterian Women's of Idlewild moderator. I also serve on the Congregational Care Committee. So it's really nice to be here with these um, three buddies. It's nice to have you all here. Well, I guess um, we can go ahead and get started with our questions. Hopefully (laughs) they aren't too probing. In March of 2020, when everything started shutting down, what was your initial reaction? Um, I'll, I'll start. Um, I actually was at the beach with a couple of daughter-in-laws and my daughter, Katie, and several grandchildren. It was spring break, you know, early March. 
and we were at the beach and daughter Katie got a text message, I think from her school and basically said, we're not coming back to school. School is not happening after spring break. And all of our initial reaction was just basically panic. Like, uh, how can we be at spring break and all of a sudden we're in summer vacation, you know? So it was um, a little bit of just surreal, you know, how it was, it made a huge impact to a lot of people really fast. Then the other, I remember also my husband Chick saying, well, let's just go, this was uh, like a month or so later, let's just go to the lake for the month and wait it out. And that was back in May. So it was, uh, wow. Yeah, that was my initial reaction. Well, Andy, Keith and I were at the beach as well. We go to Sanibel and we have been for the past 20 years and it was our annual Sanibel trip. And we were rocking along and I was watching the Today Show, one of my first things I do in the morning at the beach, and the word pandemic came out. And I, I have to honestly say, I said, what exactly is a pandemic? And then it hit me. And we both were going well. And the island, the more or less sort of shut down. So um, it was interesting. And we had friends calling us saying, you better come home. You better get home. And I said, well, wait a minute. I said, hey, we're by ourselves at the condo. We don't know anybody here. We go down to the beach. We're yards away from everybody else. This is the place to be if you want to, if you want to be having a pandemic right now. So, but it was surreal because then after we came home, we went through three airports and quickly realized we had to quarantine for a couple of weeks for 10 days. So that's where we were. Well, I wish I'd been at the beach. I wasn't. <laughs> I was right here on Mud Island. That's, that's close to the beach as I was. And, you know, I thought, oh, this, this can't last very long. I thought, oh, they'll get this under control and, you know, maybe a month or two and things will be back to normal. It's just going to be fine. And, um, and then I started reading more about the pandemic. And I had family members that died in the 1918 flu uh, that the uh, terrible pandemic the last pandemic we had and so I started reading more about it and I said you know I'm not sure we're gonna I think this is gonna last longer than than we expected so anyway here we are yeah almost yeah. a year later yes <laughs> and let me let me just jump in um I think from a church point of view, um, I was getting ready to come in as moderator and Andy was the moderator. Yeah, and we had some conversations, yeah. We did have conversations and Andy will say she got right on it and she really started our all-in-one circles, pulling, the, pulling all the circles together because we knew we weren't going to be able to meet in person. It was going to have to be virtual. So, um, you know, looking at it in, in that way, um, Lisa, do you remember when we were talking about, was it going to be worth it to purchase our own, um, oh, yes. Zoom you know, Zoom account? Oh my gosh. You no, know, you know, because it probably will be over before we could use it and all that. You know, kind of, oh, that was, we had no idea. We had, and we what, just had, you we know, had no what, idea. Would, what would we have done without our own Zoom account? I, you yeah. Know? And to share it with other, other people at church too, but. Yeah, I remember that. It was like you just in all the masks we made. Katie, remember when you got all that material for the, oh the mask? 
yeah, that was that was crazy. I thought, well, you know, I bet we're going to be behind. We're going to just get this mass project going, and it's going to all be over. And it just no. wasn't over at and all. I, but that was you were Katie was very active in getting that project up and going. We made over 150 masks. Oh yeah, wow! And then you we took it over, and uh -huh. yeah. we got our ladies coordinated. We yeah, yeah. that was our first you know real effort d during the pandemic. Like, okay, we we're going to get moving. Do do something. That's right. Yeah. Well, going to the next question, how has your understanding, and this kind of goes into what you were talking about, the making the masks and everything we were just talking about, but how has your understanding of what it means to be a part of the church changed in the pandemic? Oh, right. It, for me, it has done an about face. Instead of going to church, because we, Keith and I have not met, missed service except for one when we were out of town and we have it's developed our own spiritual practice sort of here we we belong instead of going to the church the church is us it's our family it is we all jumped in came together supported each other and um the staff was amazing how they pulled how they used all their resources and and got us all on the same same boat and we're we've just been marching down the path holding hands i agree katie it, i made a little when y'all gave the, you know the questions y'all gave us questions ahead of time and it came to it came to me to say like you know i'm used to going to church but now church is coming to me or in some way and i don't know if anybody else is concerned about this but i'm a little bit i'm a little bit concerned about how i'm going to feel about re-engaging, getting up and going back to. Um, I heard somebody else mentioned that and it resonated with me. Like, you know, it's, I've almost gotten a little bit, I don't know, lazy is not exactly the word, but it's been, um, I don't know. It's, I felt like the church has come to me and I've participated and I've been very, very grateful to have the participation, the connection, but it's gonna be a little bit of a relearning process. At least it is for me. To get up and go back. Oh, I'll, be, I'll be ready. Yeah, I, I, I'll ditto what Andy and Katie have said, and I'll also just say that I think I've, I feel like I've built relationships that I really wouldn't have built if it had been a, a normal, um, mm -hmm. because of just the way that we've we've had to pull together and we've had to think outside the box and try new things and. Really, it's, um, I, I think it, in some ways, it's just really strengthened my ties to the church, even though I haven't physically been there. Well, it, when, you, when I looked at that question, the word that came to me was love. I mean, I really think of all of us as a big love bubble. Um, that sort of silly description, but, and especially the Presbyterian women. I mean, because of Andy, your leadership, so, so strong. And then Lisa coming in right behind you being just as strong. And we all pull together. We have our Zoom meetings. I feel like we're closer um, as a women, as women of the church than before when we were together physically and having to all coordinate and get there to the church. And yeah, yeah, I, I feel that way. And I, you know, I think I love the all in one circles because 
you get to see people outside your own little bubble. And I think that's been, been really nice. And then with the multi-generational and, and hope, I don't know, it's just a different feel. And I, I think it's going to be an adjustment going back. And well, I think it's like, this is my, one of my uh, favorite phrases. It's both. And I like that because um, I hope that we do keep some capability of doing zoom because mm -hmm. it really does help for those women who, for whatever reason, you're not able to get to circle or you're or to church or you're not able to participate or, or you're out of town, but you can still, there is still that connection. And I agree, Katie, I do want to physically get myself up and go physically be with everyone again. But I want to make sure that we don't um, lose what we've gained during this difficult time, because I think there's a lot that we have learned and a lot that we have gained. And I want to make sure, especially as, if we're talking about not only the church, but for the Presbyterian women. Anyway, I think there's, I, yeah, I agree with what both of y'all have said about yeah. it. It's a lot of good has come from it, too. It has. I will agree. Um, and I think for me, it was a good reminder that the church is not just a building, but it's also, it's the people that make up the building or that come into the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great point. Well, let's continue on. How have you fed spirit in this season? Long walks. It's a, it's a great time for me to just think and contemplate and plan and sometimes just enjoy. So that's been a, yeah, I, I walked before, but I think now it's just even more important to be outside the house and be out and see people, <laughs> even if I can't really see them close up. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I started in 2020, one of my goals was to read the entire Bible. So I started doing that and it just so happened. And when you look at a silver lining from something such as what we're going through now, the pandemic afforded me the time so that I developed a devotional practice in the morning that I had never ever had in my life before. And it was just so comforting to be able to sit down and, and have that practice. And I, I accomplished it. But also then other books, other things fell in my lap. It was amazing. I'm going, where did this book come from? And so I have that, that in the morning has been wonderful. And of course, then I've been a gardener. So the McMurtain Garden has been one way that I fed my spirit along with others in the church, which has been, been wonderful. And connecting with old friends on the phone. I don't know why we never thought we could call and talk and have a conversation before the pandemic, but, and, and being out in nature, yes, walking and, and Lisa, just like you said, you look at things differently now when you're on your walks. Yeah, I, I, I agree with both what y'all said. Walking has been a big part of, of, uh, you know, um, activities. I have found that, um, uh, like you said, um, Katie, reading's been, has been important to me. I've been reading a lot of Richard Rohr. That's been, that's, has really spoken to me a lot, uh, a lot of emphasis on contemplation and, um, maybe some inner, inner work that I never had thought to do before. And I'll be, I'll be a little more honest here. And it's the time 
during this pandemic has been very hard for me. I have had moments where, like I thought this, this podcast might be, well, tell us how you, what you did to get through it so well. And I'm going, y'all got the wrong person. You know, you're asking the wrong person because at times <laughs> I just didn't do it well. I mean, I, I really didn't. And I, I mean, I sought counseling too for, um, you know, I have a couple of times in the past, but I sought some counseling too. It, it, it has been hard for me. And my guess is that it has been hard for other people as well. Um, but uh, one thing that one tool that the church provided, I think Ann Bradley's um, praying through the Psalms uh, has been wonderful. I've, I've used that. I have been very grateful to have had uh, sermons online, to have the live stream has been great. The different podcasts have been good. Uh, the Bible studies have been good. I, the mm -hmm. uh, uh, Women of the Church's Bible study this year is on uh, lament, how timely that has been. And um, <laughs> in this last lesson, there was something in, in one of the opening prayers, and I've mentioned this before in our small groups, was the idea of women sharing their stories and somehow women sharing their stories, um, lightening the burden for one another by sharing stories. That mm -hmm. not only will that was not just words on a paper for me, but that that I felt that that was has been a huge help for me. Just, you know, even if it's not a serious story, a silly story or just a woman opening their mouths and sharing something that has been a help to me. So, oh, and the best thing that I did self care was I got a puppy. I got Mabel. Uh, oh. So oh. that was the best baby. Yeah, yeah, she's good. she's probably make, she's sitting at my feet right now. So if you hear noises chewing on a bone, it's Mabel. So <laughs> good. Well, and I will reiterate with Andy about the Presbyterian women in our studies. We women, the Presbyterian women are so they're so smart, they're so resilient, they're compassionate, and they're giving. And we, I have felt all of that so much more during this pandemic and during our time together. Oh, I totally agree with that. And I don't believe it's gonna go away. I think we've set a, a groundwork. That's good to hear. I, I guess that, yeah, that, that is very positive. Mm -hmm. Well, so as we, um, we look at, I guess we've had about a month now into 2021, what do you hope for either at the church or in your personal lives or professionally as well? What do you hope for in 2021? And then as a nation as well. Normalcy. I'd like for things <laughs> to get back to normal. I, you know, we've, we've, we've hung in there, but it's time for things to get back to normal. Um, so that's, I, that's what I'm hoping for. And and when I encompass normal, when I look at the word normalcy, I'm thinking about all the people that have been ill, the people that have lost family, the people that have lost businesses. I mean, this has been so difficult for, for, all, for everyone. And just to have things back to normal, will they ever be truly back to normal? I don't, I'm not sure. Because I think we've, it's changed our lives in ways that I don't think we'll even realize until we're all through it. Mm -hmm. I'll go, I guess, you know, Mary Ellen, you said, you know, I, you can go world, you can, you can go global. What do you, what do you hope for? And, I, and of course, you know, we all hope for peace with justice and that would be something really big. 
But when I take it back to something like personal, if I take it to what do I personally hope for 2021, um, it has to be something that's the opposite of fear, whatever that is. And I, I'm not sure some people, I know it's been said like faith is the opposite of fear, which is, I can kind of, I can kind of understand that. So, but also there's something about curiosity that balances out fear. So I guess what I'm, what I'm hoping for, for this coming year is an abundance an, an increase in whatever counterbalances fear, uh, a, a faith with curiosity is what I, I guess what I came down with. I, I had fear down. I said, take out fear, but I also want, um, well, of course, I would love to have health for all of us in the world, but to have more understanding and, and love. I mean, to walk like Jesus on this, this world and on this earth and to have some civility. I don't know if we'll, I mean, who knows, we'll maybe getting a COVID vaccine every year like we do the flu vaccine to be able to take it a day at a time and hopefully worship in person. I would like to have some, give some hugs and some receive mm -hmm. hugs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see whether we ever, like I keep hearing the term new normal or whatever, but it'll be interesting to see. I would love to, like you said, go back to, to our normal. But I also, I think, I feel like this time we've been very, we've, it's allowed for opportunities to be a little more connected either through um, Zoom or other technologies. And I, I know for me personally, I've, I've reconnected with a lot of friends that I might, are like, you know, around the country that I might not have reconnect or kept up with otherwise. And, but it, with all this, I feel like I've been doing more like emails and like, not like we've been doing a lot of non-face-to-face -face conversation. And um, sometimes I guess our, our meanings are lost in these non-face-to-face -face conversations. So I guess for me, I miss, I miss being in person and seeing the non-verbal body language. And that I do like Zoom because you, we, I can see all of your faces and kind of a little bit of kind of the gestures you're making and that kind of thing. But I will say I, I miss not only the hugs, but also just being able to, those non-verbal reactions to conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one more question just based on, you know, that the title of this series is God in the wild. If you were stuck on a deserted, a deserted island, what three things would you want with you? All right, Kate, I let's guess hear it. <laughs> well, first, I have to clarify, are we by ourselves? I Make think you up. can take, yeah, you can take it however <laughs> you want. I think, I think we, you potentially, I mean, you could potentially bring another person as one of your things. Thanks. Well, or I, you can, or you can assume there's other people with you. <laughs> well, I took it that it was by myself, but Keith said, oh, I know what your answer is going to be. Keith, Keith, and Keith. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, that, you, that doesn't work, Keith. You, that's not the question. And I thought, yeah, what, what kind of question is this? So, so the first thing that came to my mind, though, since I've, I have this devotional practice, I thought, I, I've got to have my Bible with me. I've got to have my Bible with me. And then a journal, I journal. So I would want some way to be able to, to capture my thoughts and my feelings. And then the third thing would be some way to make music. Oh, yeah. I have a good 
I mean, I'm, I, I've, I've played the, the recorder before, something that would be easy to be able to pick up that you could teach yourself if you were by yourself on the island, but you could hear music. Those are some good, good, good selections. Good. Those are mine. You would, you, you would bring Keith though, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, I didn't know what, I, I could take this literally or I could take it, you know, figuratively. Um, if I were gonna take it literally, I figured I would just take shipped and Amazon with me. That way I could bring whatever food I needed in and Amazon, I could get whatever I needed from Amazon and just have it delivered. And so if it was figuratively, I mean, if it was literally a little, I took it a little bit, I sort of figured I've been on a desert island for the past 10 months with this COVID, it just feels like we, at least we've been deserted in some way. And thinking back on this, um, I've done a little bit of work with Enneagrams and, and like, you know, how you lead with a certain number. I lead with Enneagram, uh, the number two. So almost uh, relationships are just central to everything to me. So what has helped me the most as I feel like I've been deserted has been ways to communicate. Um, like you said, Katie, the phone calls, uh, the, the Zoom calls, the text messages, uh, the standing, you know, just social distance apart, but having some communication with a neighbor or on a walk or something. So if it's taken, if I take it like I have been sort of on this deserted island of some form for the last 10 months, what has helped me the most has have been those ways to maintain relationships and communicate. Uh, but if it was if it was literal, I just go with ship and, and Amazon. Okay. Well, the first thing I thought about when I read this question is, well, how long? Um, <laughs> I mean, is it on a deserted island for a couple of days or a month or forever? And that would change my answer completely. So if I was only there for a short time, I think I'd like to have my husband. I think I'd like to have a good book. And I think the Bible is such a great book because there's so many stories um, and you can just keep reading and rereading for a long, long time. It's, it's a, you can just pick it up and keep going with it. And then I, I also love paints and a paintbrush and canvases um, because I could create so many different things and that would take a while. And that would give me something to do for a long time. So, but yeah, it, it depends on how long I'd be stuck there <laughs> as to how I, how I really would answer that question. Yeah, I, that is good. I would um, agree with like, there's all these different, like, I guess, scenarios, like if is it short time or long time or whatever. And I, I hate to say this, but I almost would say my phone, but then it's like, for like, like you said, I think Andy said this, but like, and others have said this, but connectiveness, like I, mm -hmm. with a phone, you can, I could pull up eBooks or I could pull up my, you know, <laughs> email or call, um, you know, friends or whatever. And I mean, I, I hate to say that I'm that connected to my phone, but also, I mean, would you have a signal in this, on really? this island? <laughs> so <laughs> I know that's what I was like, so I would, I'd bring like a solar, solar powered charger with my phone and 
if if there wasn't a signal, but the fact that there may not even be signal. So I, I like the ideas of like journaling, books, you know, Bible, um, paints, and some some way to um, create a fire because, I, oh. or or maybe like some kind of manual to like like a Girl Scout manual or a Boy Scout manual just to like <laughs> those basic survival skills books. <laughs> true, so true. <laughs> But I, I mean, I, that is all the questions that I have. Um, it's been great to get to see all of your faces um, this afternoon. It's good to see y'all. It's good to see you. Thank you, Mary Thanks for Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to nominate someone to be featured on a future episode of God in the Wild, please contact Sherry Gross, coordinator of the Nurture Ministry Unit at sgross at idlewildchurch.org. May God be with you in the wild.